Hey guys, welcome back to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Ranjad. And the most anticipated car that almost everybody has been waiting for was finally announced this week. And that is the 2021 Ford Bronco and the 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. Now, there is a difference between the two. And I think we talked about this last week. So my first impression, uh, I think it looks a little bit different. So uh, I think my opinion last week was way different. I didn't really like the look of it. The back really threw me off. And it was just, I mean, for me, it wasn't a go. Uh, I think this week when when they released the actual model, it looks, I think, 10 times better um, styling wise. And it, the, the actual release of it really does do it justice online. The main thing I like is that they kind of have a model for everyone. So they have like a total of, you know, seven different trims, uh, starting with the base and like the, the highest is wild track. And like the thing I love about the wild track, it's like an all off-road style Bronco. And like for off-road guys, this will like be a huge hit because like it's strictly for the people that really like going off-road. Yeah, I think the, the Ford Bronco, it really caught a lot of people by surprise, especially with the design. Because, like, you see a lot of, like, these modern cars coming out. They're, like, really sporty and they're kind of going for, like, performance. And I think people were kind of worried that Ford was going to go that way with the Bronco. Yeah. But good thing here is that they kind of kept a lot of the retro aspects of the original Bronco yeah, in right. the new Bronco here. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing that I really like. And I know, like, I've seen a lot of people's feedback online. And people really love the design. It really has like that nice rugged and like off-road look to it. Yeah, and like I said before, like they're really pushing for like the outdoorsy person, the off-roading right. person. That's mainly the focus of the Bronco, not the sport, like just the regular Bronco. So it really has a lot of like mm-hmm. outdoors features. Like it's kind of just like the Jeep where you can remove all four doors or all two doors if you get right. the two door, right? You can remove yep. the full roof, like the interior, it's water resistant in a way and it kind of has drain plugs and all that kind of stuff for easy cleaning so they're really pushing for like that really jeep feel to it and i think that's kind of what like the market was missing like i'll say like the past couple decades right yeah the jeep wrangler was probably the only real off-roading car that people and like enthusiasts really loved and i think that's the main aspect of this this truck right here a lot of the people that actually bought the original bronco uh, really love the look of it, love the space, spacious, you know, aspect of it. And I think that's what really is going to pull a lot of people away from those brands that you just mentioned. We've been just seeing those those uh, um, designs so often that I think a lot of people are going to be bored of them, right? So I can see a lot of people that are into Jeeps, uh, Land Rover, uh, FJ Cruiser, and that's what they mainly do for off-roading. I can see a lot of them switching over to this brand new model because this is this has like a, the new thing on the block, right? And it's just gonna attract a lot of people. Yeah, and that's like that's one thing that really like stands out about the Bronco is because it's brand new, 2021 model. So it has literally all the technology that all these modern cars have. So a lot of like standard features and like safety features. It even mm-hmm. has like trail assist features too so they have like turn assist and they have like this new one pedal drive system and obviously they have like front rear locking differentials it's standard four by four so a lot of features that you get in modern cars but a lot of stuff a lot of that in a 
true 4x4 car that you can off-road. So in terms of like the specifications, you could get them in two-door and four-door, obviously. Uh, the base, like Randall said, there's a base model all the way up to, I believe they call it the Wild Track. So that's kind of like the high-end model. Right. Right. So you get like all, basically all the features you could ever want. In, t- in terms of engine options, you could get a 2.3 liter, 3 liter EcoBoost engine that produces 270 horsepower and 310 foot-pounds of torque and a 2.7 liter EcoBoost engine with 310 horsepower and 400 foot-pounds of torque. And the biggest thing here is probably that it comes in a 7-speed manual. Yay! So that, that's huge for like off-roaders. Like if Not even like car enthusiasts in general. If you're off-roading, like having a manual transmission is like super helpful in terms of like controlling all the wheels controlling your speed and all that yeah. kind of stuff mm-hmm. right so that's huge in like a 4x4 especially in 2020 yeah but you can it also comes with um optional 10 speed automatic too so if you're into that there's something for everyone all right so i'm going to talk about something um listed on their website it's called the terrain management system and they've called it the goat modes usually when we think about goat um it, it means you know greatest of all time Ford is saying it goes over any type of terrain. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they made their own acronym there. Yeah, uh, smart of them because they're, they're really going to catch a lot of younger, of the younger crowd that um, is looking for a vehicle to uh, buy. And essentially, this is this is their move into finding someone that or finding finding customers that you know are very trendy. And uh, I think that's really helpful for them, especially um, in terms of selling this vehicle. Yeah, it's really good for marketing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the GOAT mode is basically just their terrain management system. So just like any other like 4x4 car you get now, you can change between like snow, sand, slippery, eco, normal, all that kind of stuff. That's basically what it is. Honestly, I kind of love the Bronco. I just love the styling. It's really like mm-hmm. boxy and squared and like it has like that really nice nostalgia look to it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... It looks very similar to the one that they released back in the days. Yeah, it's it's very similar, but it has like modern touches. Like it has like LED tail lights, LED headlights, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Power windows, even like the interior is really nice too. It has, I think it's like a twelve inch touchscreen on the dash, which right. is like basically every new car has something like that nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's not really surprising that they were able to fit some something like that in. But we talked about this last week. Like Ford is really good with their technology. Yeah, I think in terms of all of the cars that are released out there, I think Ford are one of the most technologically advanced. Obviously, there are other companies out there that really compete with them and like they're almost on the same level. But in terms of technology, I think they're really headed on the right road, uh, especially now that they're looking into, you know, bringing back a lot of vehicles that are fully electric, too. Um, So they, they really know how to attract certain crowds. Yeah, exactly. And one thing that it's kind of cool about this, so they have the interior. So obviously a lot of new cars, like leather is kind of the thing now. Mm-hmm. People like to put leather and everything just because it's more luxurious. Right. But obviously the Bronco, that's not really its style. So you could get cloth. So they have a couple different kinds of cloth. They have like a regular cloth and then they have a premium. They also have a leather option, but yeah. they also have this new, I've never seen it before in a car, but it's a marine grade vinyl seat in. Yeah, I've never seen like the marine grade vinyl. I don't know if that's just like their branding mm-hmm. or whatever, but it seems like it's a very durable kind of fabric that right. would be perfect in a vehicle like this, right? I, I think essentially, obviously, Ford is really going to have to put this out there 
but I think they are looking to kind of uh, hit the military sector. Think about it. So like, I think that they really will. I mean, obviously, I'm just I'm just, you know, guessing right now. But I feel like they, they might be targeting the military uh, sector because, you know, it's a, it, when the government really needs vehicles. I think this this right here will actually be a really good contender in terms of off-roading. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I guess you, you're kind of right in that way. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Like, obviously, the car is built for the outdoors, yeah. right? With like standard four, four-wheel drive and like the marine grade vinyl and like all the smaller things that kind of makes it like the perfect quote-unquote off-road vehicle mm-hmm. right so i see like down the line maybe yeah. four strikes a deal with like the military to build these cars yeah which actually like if you think about it it's kind of perfect it's yeah. like the perfect vehicle for that right and like obviously because they're still in the you know development phase they can obviously make adjustments and still you know have everything work well in terms of the you know building a specific car f- just for the military all right so the most important aspect is the price yep now first impression first glance at the price i'm looking at it and i'm just saying like straight up even the base price it's expensive it's very expensive like yeah. base two door bronco is starts at 40k canadian yeah right that's mm-hmm. that's expensive like if you look at competitors like jeep i think they started like just under 30k for a two-door jeep i think um because of how iconic it is and i think ford is really smart about it they're bringing back these cars slowly uh because they know that people really want them right and if if you really market to the right person i feel like sooner or later the person will actually jump and kind of pull the trigger on one of these because let's be honest this is the all new and improved gadget and, you know, or new improved gadget full, you know, vehicle. And a lot of people that are like into off-roading, they will really want to try something new. Especially, you know, after so many years when they've seen something like the Bronco come back. Yeah, like you said, like, I think it all comes down to marketing. Because the Bronco has such a historic name in like the off-roading community even like just as a regular car mm-hmm. right people love to like buy these cars just as daily drivers right because right. just because of the looks just because of the history of the car yeah. you know they like the older broncos before the, the new bronco came out they just didn't make cars like that right and yeah. i think like ford's trying to like capitalize on that because they know people really want the the bronco and they probably pay a pretty penny for it right so Definitely. i'm guessing the pricing kind of goes towards the history of the car as well right and they kind of did the same thing with the the uh, ford gt if you think about it right yeah Um, exactly they kind of made it super exclusive right and they only wanted some people you know purchasing it um i think the bronco is obviously it's not the same thing but they kind of want to really target the people um that you know find this really iconic right and i only see the people purchasing this that kind of had a taste for you know the old bronco but yeah, back onto the pricing. So if you're looking, if you're interested in getting a 2021 Bronco, minimum you're spending is 40k for a two door. If you want a four door, it's 45k, and I think it goes all the way up to 61,000, I believe. Yeah. For the Wild Track four door. Very expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like even the base Bronco looks really good. Yeah, it does. Um, it besides the Steelies, I think it looks very good for what it is and 
let's be honest, people will end up buying it. Yeah. Like, I feel like in a vehicle like this, the Steelys kind of complements the car. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's an off-road car. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, like the Wild Track, like, the highest-end one, it comes with, like, really small. I'm, they're probably aluminum wheels. Yeah. It's mainly built for off-roading. off-roading so, yeah, you want to exactly. rock, uh, rock crawl on these if you want. I mean, probably not the best choice for crawling, crawling a, you know, stock suspension car, but... Hey, whatever floats your boat, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Ford, it's, it's kind of built for that. Yeah, If you get the wild track. At yeah, least. it will probably be, be built specifically for that. But yeah, one thing that mm-hmm. a lot of people were kind of expecting, well, I don't think people are expecting it. People really wanted mm-hmm. is a V8 in yeah. this. Done. Just because of like the old Bronco had a V8 and that's what made it so special. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, we're only getting EcoBoost V6. Yeah. But if you want to, you can get an LS swap in it. So, so the, there's already yeah. a kit available. Yeah, you showed me it before we start recording. LSWAP kit has already went on the market for this. Yeah, if you're interested, it's $900 and it's available on eBay. So if you want to get a new Bronco, you can throw an Alice in it. You know, you car guys are just being savage at this point. I know. <laughs> I would just, I'd just LSWAP anything. Honestly, I'm not that surprised that there's already <laughs> a kit available. Yeah. The disrespect though. It's like, it's like Ford releases the Bronco v6 twin turbo am i joke to you <laughs> <laughs> i know i'll swap it so we obviously talked about you know the the general uh bronco uh but now we're gonna move on to the sport uh so it's called the bronco sport so essentially it's kind of like the the land rover right they got the sport uh and what the sport is for just the general driving enthusiasts they're 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 not the people that go off-roading much right and it's just the just the common people, right? That the people aren't car enthusiasts to say the least. So it's really built for people that just you know drive it to work and back, and like the you know just a general consumer. Just the first look at it, it looks like a Range Rover. Yeah, honestly, that's like the first thing I thought of. Yeah, it looks it it kind of looks like the Defender, like the yeah. new Defender. Yeah, because it has like the circular headlights, just like the Defender does, and like yeah. the big grill and stuff. Uh huh. That's kind of embarrassing, honestly, because I remember a couple of years ago, like people were saying that Ford copied Range Rover when they redesigned the Explorer. Yep. Right. Because, you know, the Explorer has like the Explorer letters on the hood and it has like that similar body style. Yep. Yeah. It kind of looks like the same thing here. Yep. It, it definitely does look the same. Um, okay. We're, we're on Land Rover's website right now. And this is really bad. Yeah. Because it literally looks almost exactly the same. Oh my god, like it looks exactly the same. I'm sorry, but this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's really bad. I didn't even take I didn't even take that in when I first thought of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, back on the topic of the V8. Obviously, a lot of people wanted to see a V8 Bronco. Unfortunately, as of right now at least, we're, we're not going to get that. Yeah. But Jeep has came through for all your enthusiasts. Yeah. They actually announced on the same day of the Bronco event yeah. that they're going to be building a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 392 with a v8 motor that produces 450 horsepower yep see now people don't have to ls swap it (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i mean they kind of they were trying to steal the you know the shine away from bronco but i think the ls swap kind of you know put a silver silver platter out there for this car Uh, i think people are still gonna end up ls swapping it let's be honest yeah honestly this is kind of like surprising to me because i didn't think jeep would ever put a v8 into the wranglers but now that i think about it like 
Look at Dodge. Yeah. <laughs> Dodge has been throwing V8s into like every car. Yeah. Right? Like we talked about last week. How the they Durango. Have, like, the Durango. Yeah. 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 So it honestly kind of makes sense. Like this is the 6.4 liter Hemi V8. Yeah. So I, I believe this car comes in like the, this engine comes in like the Chargers and Challengers yeah. stuff too. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but yeah, this, this is like super cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think Dodge's or FCA's rule of thumb right now is just throw a V8 in and everything. I think literally that's how they're going to... They're trying to win, you know, the the best American company yeah, at this honestly. point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're doing a pretty good job at it. When in doubt, just throw a V8 throw a in V8. there. <laughs> yep. That's uh, FCA's motto. Yeah. And, like, the sales proven proving for themselves, though, if you think about it, right? Like, people are buying the hell out of these cars. Oh, yeah, easily. Like, even, like, the... The V8 SUVs, like the Grand Cherokee and the Durango. Right. People are buying those cars, right? People love the V8s. A lot of people yeah. love, like, the big American muscle feel. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in the Wrangler, like, the advantage of having the V8 is power. Yeah. Right? If you're off-roading, uh, if you're doing rock crawling, you know, the extra power really helps, especially with uh, torque. So, I think that the V8 produces 450 foot-pounds of torque as well. Mm-hmm. So, that's a lot of help for off-roading. Yeah, I mean, it makes it easier for off-road guys because now they technically don't have to throw out a swap in it. Yeah, and one thing like people have been doing for years now, people have been like supercharging those engines, right? right? They Just have to get yeah. more power out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I mean, I get, I guess it gets to a certain point where the stock engine just isn't enough power for some right. people, uh-huh. right? So this new V8 Wrangler, I assume it's going to be a huge seller. I, I think it's going to be a very big seller, mainly because it, it, they released it on the same day that the Bronco was released. Um, and it, it's something that the Bronco isn't coming with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So like that's the the whole debate is V8 versus, you know, the Turbo V6. Yeah. Yep. Right. So like it depends on what people like better. The people that, you know, really are into turbos and they're just going to throw turbo or supercharger already on it. Now they have an advantage, right? Because now it's already force in, in force induction uh, or force induced, and they really don't have to do much to, you know, throw a bigger turbo on it, get more power out the engine. Yeah, so it's honestly huge huge advantage to yeah. Jeep on this. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's, it's like a big fuck you to Ford. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. On the same day, yeah, as yeah. the Bronco. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this, honestly. I don't know. They don't have a real timeline for it. They just said they're going to be start building these cars soon. Obviously, there was no like formal announcement. I don't know if they're going to really do that, but I'm excited for it. All right. So I know like recently we've been talking about like a lot of new cars. Mm -hmm. There's not much like in the car scene that's happening right now. So like every week I feel like there's new announcements. Yeah. So another new announcement that we've had in the past week is the 2021 Mercedes AMG GT Black Series. Mm-hmm. That comes with a brand new 720 horsepower engine. Wow. I believe this is the most powerful engine that Mercedes has built. Yeah. So it's still like the same platform. It's a twin turbo V8. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they've made like some adjustments and modifications. A lot of get, adjustments. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> adjustments to get the full 720 horsepower out of it. Yeah. Um, and I believe you get 590 foot pounds of torque as wow. well. That's crazy. Which is a lot. That's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot lot of, of power. Torque. It's a lot of power. Yeah. Right. They've also made some like exterior modifications, obviously for like performance aspects of the car. Um, it looks generally the same. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it looks a lot more aggressive. Like first thing I see is like a big wing on the back. Yeah. Which is something you don't see on like a Mercedes in general. Right. Right. I mean, they, they have that like pop out one. Yeah. And they on have like the, those the small GTs, ones. But yeah. This is like a real like racing inspired uh, right. wing. Yeah. Yeah. 
a lot of I see a lot of carbon fiber as well. I think like the whole point of this was kind of to prove that Mercedes can still make you know the best race cars in the world, and I think they're doing a really good job. I think yeah, I think one thing that people don't know is that Mercedes they actually power a lot of the race cars. Right. A lot of like hyper cars use Mercedes engines. Right. Right. So yeah. obviously they have a really good track record, and they also have like this high standard that they kind of have to live up to. Yeah, and I I think. The reason why they kind of just don't make their their own, um, you know, hypercar as well, um, is because they would be then be competition with a lot of people that you know take on their platform. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I mean, this this could be a step that way though, and I can see them kind of making their own hypercar in the near future. Yeah, like Randall said, like there's a lot of carbon fiber, like even exterior, and I'm reading through it. It's even like the drive shaft, for example, carbon fiber. A lot of like some of the engine components are carbon fiber. Even the interior, like a lot of carbon fiber everywhere. And obviously, like that、mm-hmm. kind of comes into factor when you're building a supercar like this that produces、right. that much power. Exactly. I, I mean, being the lightest car is the name of the game. So I mean, it's something that they've been doing for years. Uh, but that now it's actually available to their consumers, right? I think that's the whole purpose of this is that they've never actually built the, these cars available to the actual consumers, and I think that's why it's like so hyped up because it's something that people were just waiting for, right? Especially the exotic people that are really into these cars, they're really gonna hop on it.、Uh, one thing I like is the interior, very race specy. The big thing for us. Which、um, I'm just scrolling through these pictures, and all of a sudden I see a traction control knob. Yeah, th- honestly, this is pretty cool. I've never seen something like this before. Yeah, and yeah, it's like what it's like Randall said. It's a knob, so you control how much traction you want. Yeah, so like you can completely turn it off, or you can like go halfway. There's like six settings, and that's crazy. That's that, that's really cool, honestly. <laughs> like I've seen something like this in McLaren. I know they have. They call it like. Drift control or something where you、yep. can control how much wheel spin you get. Right. I assume this is kind of like the same functionality. Right. But yeah, I've never seen anything like this in like consumer car. Like in, I've never seen anything like this in Mercedes where it's like a physical knob that you can control. Right. And this is how you know that they're really focusing on the race spec of it. Um, they really want to target people that you know hit the track every single day, or every every week or so. And I think this will attract a lot of real car enthusiasts that really like racing. The styling of especially, I loved how Mercedes styled it. Yeah, it look it looks really good. Like aside from a lot of carbon fiber, yeah. Um, like the, they made it look really aggressive and still like really sporty. Right. All right. So on the topic of Mercedes, we're gonna move on to our car of the week,、yes. which is also a Mercedes. So this week's car of the week is a. Bagged S class. Now, I've personally I've seen some bagged S classes before,、mm-hmm. but I've never seen something like this. Like this is like really hot boy spec. Yeah, definitely.、Um, it has some nice、uh, rotiform wheels on it. Really, really tight specs. Very, very nice fitment. And I think that that's the main reason why we kind of chose this vehicle for car of the week.、Uh, it's very unique, and it the styling is very, very, very. Awesome. Yeah. So this car, it's、uh, bagged on airlift suspension, I believe.、Mm-hmm. I think this car, it's originated in China. Yeah. I believe.、Um, so like, there's not really much information that we can understand. Yeah. But from like just looking at the pictures, like like Rajesh said, like the fitment is like on point. 
Like it's really, really nice. Like it's really good for a a car like this because you normally don't see um like hot boy spec mm-hmm. on an S class. Like this is like a hundred fifty thousand dollar car. Right. Obviously, the style of this car is very like VIP. So mm-hmm. like we said in the past, like these newer cars, you really don't have to do anything to them. Right. And that's exactly like what the owner has done for this. Just mm-hmm. bagged on some nice three piece wheel, and it has like a nice clean look. It's all blacked out, and like there's like no chrome and anything. It's just the wheels that really stand out in the picture itself. Right. But yeah, looking through like the owner's um, Instagram feed, it looks like he's he's really into like the VIP styling. Yeah. Like a couple other cars, like just for instance, is he has like a bagged Rolls Royce Wraith. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's like that's one car like you never see in like the car community. Right. Yeah. That people like really touch. But yeah, that's about it for our car of the week. Like always, we'll have like all the stuff we've talked about in the show notes. So if you guys want to check that out and follow along yep. definitely do that mm-hmm. moving on um usually we don't have meets because of co- the covid situation so uh, berlin classic being the last show that was scheduled for this year being very much anticipated uh it's not canceled but it's actually paused yeah so that's what they're calling it right now they yeah. put an official pause on the show yeah. basically it's postponed yeah for future mm-hmm. i guess uh, just because of obviously the uncertainty with like mm-hmm. the COVID nineteen virus and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I think it was scheduled for September. Yeah, it, that's correct. Yeah, it was scheduled in September, and a lot of people, especially from Canada and even the states, I've actually met someone that actually came from even Mexico. People come from all of North America for this event, right? So, it's I mean it's kind of sad, but you know the certain circumstance that we're kind of dealing with. It's kind of justifiable. Yeah, so it's kind of unfortunate news, but there is still a little bit of hope. Hopefully, by like next month, maybe September, October, mm-hmm. if they have enough time to plan, yeah. and if like the restrictions ease up, we might have a show. Right. So let's just hope for that. Let's hope. I mean, th- then this will actually be one of the only car shows of this year. Let's hope others actually when when restrictions ease others actually host as well. But I can see a lot of restrictions in place like face masks, you know, sanitizing areas, that kind of stuff. Uh, similar to what we saw at Motorama right before they cl- they closed. For- All right, so that about wraps it up for today. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, like we said before, if you in- if you want to like follow along, if you want to read anything that we've talked about, you could check it out in the show notes below. Yeah, definitely uh, hit us up for any um, marketing purposes. Like if you want to advertise with us, we're definitely open to anything. Um, any topics you want to uh, share with us, we can definitely look into it. Uh, you can message us at Northside Whips on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, you can also email us northsidewhips at gmail.com. Yeah, so thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like the podcast, definitely share it with any of your friends, family, anyone who's a car enthusiast. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.